Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Cut the Shit. A podcast that takes a closer look at the IT industry, both the good and the bad. My name is Cameron Plato. And I'm Brian Long. And I'm Brian Link. Today's episode will be the first of what we're calling Cut the Shit After Hours. Every couple of months, I'll get together with Brian Law and Cameron Plato, the co-founders of Plow, and the three of us will have a freewheeling conversation about IT stuff we're seeing in the news, in the industry, and in our own lives. These episodes are meant to be off the cuff, so if one of us goes off on a tangent or down a rabbit hole, bear with us. I'll try to get us back on topic before we get too far off the rails. On today's episode, we managed to cover a few topics of interest between giving each other a hard time. We delve into the Facebook outage debacle, talk a little about industry conferences and whether they are worth attending, knowing your buyer type, and we wrap up with little Halloween 20 questions and a few IT tragicomedy stories. We hope you enjoy. All right, let's get started. Fellas, it's great to have you back on Cut the Shit After Hours. It's, it's been a while. great to be back. It's great to be back. After, this is our first After Hours. This is the first After Hours. I mean, so we're I, not back as you can tell, um, Cameron dressed for the part today. He, he did. I'm, I feel like... I, I think for the podcast listeners, Brian, you should give a, a, a description just so that they have a, a nice visual. It's a... I mean, is it is, is it a smoking jacket? It's a smoking jacket is what it's, it is. Yeah, it's, it's got Santa Claus. It's got some brocade embroidery on it. Yeah. I think that's what they Fresh. call that. He's uh, got some. Uh, I don't know what the glasses it's velvet. are. They're they're cool. What is that like, velvet? It's velvet. <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> <that>? fighter glasses. <laughs> he looks good. He yeah, does. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm jealous. jealous. In sort of a scary, you know, old Hugh oh. Hefner. <laughs> Looking uh, local pedophile, yeah, yeah, okay. maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Alter, alter ego. He dressed the part. Bottom line, Brian and I are in our boring uniforms, so that's just what, what we do. The least I could sure. do. It's inoffensive. Sure. That's what we're shooting for. Um, I'm kind of ticked off. By that. <laughs> so, what are we drinking today, boys? This is the first time we've done this, so I think we ought to not. We, we have no sponsorships, so uh, we have to gray out the logo on the can that Cameron just used. But what, what, are, what, what do we, we got over there? An old. We got some old Ezra. Old Aged Ezra. seven, some bourbon whiskey. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Is that a good, does, does anybody know, if, is this something special? Charcoal mellowed. Well, it's supposed to be charcoal yeah. and mellowed. Uh, okay, is perfect. it from Tennessee? It says Kentucky. I think, I think the fact that it says Kentucky is from Kentucky. Yeah. That would, yeah. Would you would listen. You would have known that. You know what, I only You're over there. Not any kind of, just what, only listening to myself. He's trying to read off a piece of paper and he's got sunglasses on, so he's not, you know, yeah. the future yeah. is bright, which is which is good. This placement matters, okay. Great. All right. Um, I asked Bill Simpson a question on the last podcast that I thought was a pretty good question, and I thought I'd ask the two of you. What's the funniest thing that the funniest thing that's happened to you on a Zoom call? You know, honestly, people have been pretty tame and cool. Yeah, I think, so too. I think I think people are very well aware of the fact their cameras are on and that sort of thing. So I saw a pretty cool caption the other day. Um, I think it was on LinkedIn, and it was uh, on the door at the house. It said. Please do not ring the doorbell. I'm on a Zoom call. <laughs> and I thought, wow, man. Yeah. I like it. I'm going to put one of those out permanently in front of my house. <laughs> That's actually what do I Do not thought. honk the horn. I just assumed that was, a, that <laughs> yeah. was just a picture nobody ever rang the doorbell. Yeah. Yeah, no, nothing. Not, did Bill have a, a good one? I didn't. I listened to it. He, I don't remember that. I mean, he didn't have any, didn't have like one thing that stood out. He yeah. talked about um, people's animals jumping on them and knocking he'd seen multiple people have their coffee spilled on them from their cat jumping yeah. up on them yeah and he said and i mentioned about you know there's stories about people yelling at their kids or whatever because they, they forget that they're on mm-hmm. on air and he said well i've seen multiple people be not think not realize their camera's on but they put on mute 
and so you can see them like Janet, you know, yelling at you've seen Janet do that, yelling at their dog or their or their kid, you know, kind of because they forget that that they can be seen. They know they can't be heard, so it sort of clicks in. Jen had a chicken chime in. Uh, yeah, she did. I, that was the first chicken I'd had on, yeah, the, first on a web chicken call, on call. Uh, our uh, daily huddle a few days ago. Yeah. yeah. I see that's Jen's true. been known to cuss through the mute button. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you're, for, you don't have to be trained in lip reading to figure out mm-hmm. uh, no. when, when Jan is upset. Certain words stand out in, in lip reading. For sure. Um, what, has anybody seen anything interesting tech-wise on TV lately? Anything that's jumped out at you that you thought was particularly of note could be on anything. Could be on a TV show. Could be something you watched a long time ago, or something that's supposed to be old that showed something technologically that you thought was interesting. I think there's a couple of shows out there. I, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I think there's a couple of shows that are always trying to throw something out there. There's one I remember. The first one I ever remember that sticks out to me. Do you guys remember Enemy of the State with Will Smith? Yes, mm-hmm. which was way ahead of it. If you watch it. Like way ahead. I watched it with my son, and he was like, "This isn't this like it? Isn't this the way it is?" Yeah. And I said, "You sound like a tinfoil hat wearer." But, but as a matter of fact, yes, <laughs> it is. But at the time, it was seen as futuristic. Yeah. Right? They're talking about like they're like literally seeing things like T one and DS threes, and I, I was like, On "What?" Enemy of the state. Yeah. Enemy of the state. Because they're monitoring everything. Like it's all about the like, government. Uh, what was the Val Kilmer? Uh, 40, no, that's not who it was, but still, 48? Was, oh, Cisco uh, was Sutherland? Big, yeah, yeah, Sutherland was a big supporter of that, so there was lots of Cisco yeah. stuff yeah. sprinkled throughout that. There's another show in particular that does it, that does it quite a bit. It's like DR, business continuity, and it's random, and it's like, why are y'all doing that? Why are y'all doing It's blatantly placed and yeah. sort of obvious that the, yeah. the marketing folks <clears> got their money in it. The, the one that stood out to me recently, I don't know if you guys watched this or not, but... It, I didn't watch Monday Night Football this past Monday, but I did the week before. And on a secondary channel, they had Peyton Manning and Eli Manning on basically on webcams with a split it. screen with the game going on. And they literally just sat there and just quote unquote talked to each other slash provided color commentary. And they're the not game. even together, right? No, no, no they're sitting. They're sitting in their rooms, yeah. you know, wherever wherever they are. And they'll bring in somebody. They'll bring in, like, kind of a, 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 are they know, a menagery a of folks ago. into yeah. the conversation. For, you know, usually it's it's a portion of one quarter, so they'll be there for, like, five minutes or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had uh, they had their old kicker from uh, the Colts. Benetieri? Maybe it's who it was. A lot of good attitude, but he's, there was a picture of him kicking, and he was a little thicker back in the day. <laughs> and... Uh, Eli had the point. He goes, man, you just made a passing comment like, hey, you look like John Daly kicking that football. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, if you can't use the technology for something great, use it to rag on somebody well, that's, to that's their what, face. Actually, like, that's what like, I was going to say. Is like, it was. It's actually pretty low tech, right? It's, it's incredibly low tech. Doing FaceTime with your buddy or whatever, yeah. or two people watching something together and talking about it. But it was fantastic. Like, it was. It took Monday Night Football. It's totally different oh, to watch it that it's way. It's a blast to watch it. Um, it yeah, I heard they're great. It had been that much fun since um, Joe Namath was right. was on Monday Night Football and yeah. wearing a smoking jacket. Yeah, and was a little drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never knew what you were going to get. So I mean, he was it, a little it's, drunk. It's good stuff. It's you know well most of late night TV for the for the last year you know was yeah all Zoom Virtual type FaceTime. Yeah. It was garbage, but it was funny to watch. And <laughs> you realize that the production value, nobody cared. It's sort of like MP3s. Everybody's putting all this money into all this, you know, fancy recording technology and everything else. And then all of a sudden it becomes any idiot that can, you know, buy buy a 
piece of software and have a laptop can make it a record. And it's like, that's good enough. That's right. Know? So who knows? All right. Well, enough of that stuff. Let's, let's kind of get to the main event. Um, is there one? There is. There is. Since this is the first one, we'll tell you what the main event is, and then you can We're drinking. Yeah. For God's sake. The main event is bourbon. Yeah. And the, and the secondary Kentucky event is bourbon. what happened in the world this week, last week, uh, a little bit here and there about some technology. I mean, yeah. this is cut to shit. We are not technology nerds, so we're not going to mm-hmm. go that deep on stuff. But we did want to get into a few things, right? Oh, I'll keep digging. Let's go. And the, the, I mean, it was a great week for the network engineers out there. I spent an hour this morning listening to our lead architect... Uh, just hoot with laughter over what happened at Facebook this week. I got 30 minutes um, with him today. The good. five or six hour outage that they had that basically was the equivalent of someone unplugging a cable they weren't supposed to. It's ridiculous. Then trying to put it back in and couldn't make it fit. I mean, that's not what happened, but it kind of is. Is that a, like a command entry or something like that? In the logical way, that is sort of what happened. Yeah, it, it really yeah. is. It's the equivalent. Who... Um, who... Executed like that effort. Ooh. Yeah, that was. Ooh. 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 Executed. What the hell was that? They did, they did like four episodes and then they became complete dumbass. <laughs> 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 they can't even talk. I knew they could be just like Many times start going. That's the means cut the yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Let, let me get back to my point. Was that, Please uh, do. Someone, someone had a plan to make that change, Sorry. I would think. And, yeah, you're forgiven. Uh, someone had a plan to make that change. Someone approved that change, one would think, and executed it, obviously, with issue. So, Or somebody just went rogue and did something. And I, I hope it's the latter, but... I don't no, think, I think it, was. It, was, it was. It was someone was supposed to do X, and they did, they did X prime, and it... And it Blew this, blew it up, I mean, and then it turns into sort of this, plan. and this like, sort of, and listening to the, you know, listening to Stephen, who knows way more about networking than anybody I've ever met. He's brilliant about this stuff, and he was like, he got into, he started talking about where they keep their DNS servers and how they yeah. didn't have them in a separate environment, and so when this basically took them off the internet, they couldn't actually get to their DNS servers to fix, to fix it. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you've read, they literally had to slice, they had to take equipment and slice open doors to get into the data center to get to the oh equipment because gosh. they couldn't get in. I never they literally got like chainsaws and <laughs> sliced into the door to get to the to get, and had to cut the rack the cage door off the rack to get to get to the server. Do you use it leaving karma? I mean it's ended up, I mean you you know that the you know that the those folks on on Capitol Hill who really hate Facebook were like oh, yes that's what I'm saying they, they were so excited there were some people who feel a little bit justified in all that. I was, I was talking to Ryan and he had a great point he said how how do you think the guy felt that issued the the command oh stroke that ran to get some coffee and cruised back in there and realized that they were gone. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you think about it like <clears throat> as an island and it just being just dark and nobody's getting in. Hey, man, can you get, well, are you getting out? You, you go through are different you ways. Out? You go through, I mean, have you ever like lost your wallet in the airport? Oh, yeah. You know, that sort of swamp ass that happens like that. That's, I'm sure that happened to the guy, but then he stopped and thought, there's no way in hell this can really be happening. Right, no and then there's like, no, for real, dude, for real, it's happening. Yeah, and then, you, then just the you whole. You killed the internet. Yeah, I mean, at that point, he's waiting for the internet to come back online to post his resume. That's all he's worried about I'm at done. that point. Like, I'm out of here. Bad. I mean, what? it's really, it's really fascinating. And, you know, all of the news at the time, we were sure it was some sophisticated, it's Russian you know, hackers, Russian hackers, hackers yeah. Chinese hackers, North Korea, like all yeah. of the. 
we went through the litany. Nation you know, state actors. You know, uh, there's nothing like on-demand, real-time news to to be you know yeah. inaccurate, right? And that's a perfect example. Not that that not that you shouldn't try that, but like the certainty around how sure we were that it was you know something nefarious, not something stupid. Well, for sure, was, there's a lesson in all that. I mean, you know, the the we we had an incident two weeks ago with a client of ours where we we knew exactly what was going to happen. It did yeah. not go to plan. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's it, that's that's really where the test comes out. But you know, your, your hope is that people use good, solid uh, uh, change control and you know test practices and that sort of thing. But it doesn't always cut the trick. I was telling Ryan I read something that said that there is a there's a tool as a part of change control and the in the testing that should have caught that. And I mean, we're in a world of buying tools. Like people are always wanting to buy tough tool solves at the end I'm of the sure day. somebody bought something that should right. fix that. But oh, I tool. mean, you know that you know that at the highest level, they're basically saying, how in the hell could this have happened? No question. I mean. So if you're employed by <clears throat> Facebook and you're not uh, under a strict um, uh, gag uh, control yeah. here yet, yeah, please reach out to us here. <laughs> Call the hotline. We don't actually have yeah, one. Let us know. Maybe we'll get one. S- send an email to support at plow.net and let us know what really happened. <laughs> clearly it was a fail. Yeah, we love sure. failures. And, and what was great was on the, the very next day, the Facebook whistleblower was testifying yes. in Congress yeah. about... You know all of the you know all of the rigmarole around what they supposedly you know have what they know from research or whatever. Which I'm very skeptical of a lot of that. The fact that some product manager, mid-level product manager at Facebook, seems to have all of the keys to the kingdom about what's happened. Yeah, is a little sort of seems a little sketchy. But you know, forget about the conspiracy theories. Anything else? It's just. I mean, it's kind of hard to think that Mark Zuckerberg could have a bad day or two, but he had a bad day or two, mm-hmm. for sure. Can, can you imagine the day. picture of, like you're talking about, trying to get into the data center? <laughs> I mean, I hope somebody I mean, filmed that. That would have just it's been... It's like the like, Titanic like, sinking, right? Like, awesome. people jumping, people going crazy. Like, that's another... Get into the data well, while they're doing that, get they're all the going, data. I cannot believe that we are doing this. We are cutting open the door to the data center to get in there to figure out... Listen, I've seen what? some crazy stories. I've seen some crazy things like that, though. I saw a guy in a rubber suit standing on glass blocks swing a power cable and it arced like it, they, they knew it was going to arc he was standing in a rubber suit on a glass block to keep him from dying with the known arc happening right and you know, i remember i remember it was in the middle of the night staring watching this guy thinking he's got a wife and kids and he's probably going to die or at least he's he's flirting death so some idiot doesn't have to turn her server off what the hell is this world come to like that's the kind of crazy stuff that goes on in this business that's so just it's bizarre. So that does bring us. I, I don't. We could talk about Facebook all day, but I don't. I don't even use Facebook. I don't want to talk about Facebook. I, I thought Facebook was for old people and their parents. But make sure to I mean, follow us on Facebook. Be sure to follow us on Facebook. Literally, <laughs> nobody uses Facebook, Plug. according to my children. Yeah. Oh, we're drinking whiskey. There's apparently million, hundreds of millions of people that use it. So I, none yeah. of the people they know. They've all moved it. on to TikTok and whatnot. TikTok, which is, I mean, TikTok is awesome. I did, no, I did notice something recently that has started to happen, and that's industry conferences. Real industry conferences mm-hmm. are starting to happen. Again. They're back. People are going to... So, people have been staying in hotels for a while. Exciting. People are going to Vegas to act like they're going to go learn about Ch- technology. Ch- Channel Partners is Dog. next week. Yeah. I, I, got, uh, I got the uh, Hey Man You Going, and I, I saw there's the obligatory no. Yeah, there's not. a conference in oh. Cancun. I saw, I don't remember... 
That's so one of our question. One of our vendors. Yeah, that's a great place to go learn about technology. I mean, it really, it, vendor. it really promotes focus <laughs> yes. and, yeah. and deep learning. Right? Nothing yeah. says I've got five minutes left of my attention span like, hey, I'm going to see you guys at the pool in a minute. We've got a bunch of liquor. I used to have this Thank theory you. that I always wanted some industry <clears throat> conference to just like hold it in like, you know, like Omaha, Nebraska in February. Yeah. And like, it might not get that many people to come, but you know the ones who You're are coming. Hard. They want to be there to be there, there for the technology. Yeah. They, they, they are all in. Right? We should maybe have like a President's Cup here, and then we can do our, or we can do that in like, where'd you say? I said, he said Omaha. Omaha you said Sheboygan. He just wanted to say yeah. Omaha. Omaha. Actually, if you if you can roll the tape back, which I know we don't have the technology, really, but I think I said Sheboygan, you which did. is a made-up town. Yes. To not offend the people of Sheboygan. Like Sheboygan. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing I know about Sheboygan is that's where John Candy's polka band was that's going right. home alone. You're right. Um, and they loaded up in the in the in the U-Haul. Oh, very good. Up at, Kevin's back. mom loaded up in the U-Haul mm -hmm. to go to Sheboygan, and yeah. it was good. She, they dropped her off in Chicago on the way. Was that on home alone? Not Home Alone. I'm sorry, Uncle Buck. Uh, or Uncle Buds. Yeah, it was Home Alone. No, Uncle no, it's Home Bucks. Alone. Uncle Buck. No, it's Home Alone. Are you sure? The, what I, the reference I'm talking about. Once again, alone. these listeners have, have homework to do. And, and they don't know any of that, probably, before they're out there. No, they've all close. seen it because that's a Christmas movie. It just looks really old to them. Like, they're wondering... That's a great movie. Well, they my kids have all oh, kinds dude. of questions. They're like, it's impossible for a kid to have stayed home like that. Someone would yeah. I'm like... It's a goddamn movie. First of all, <laughs> and there were no cell phones. It's not supposed to be real, but nevertheless, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it can happen. I think it yeah. can happen. They were going to Paris too. They were. I mean, it's not like somebody was lined up checking the passports because that was pre 9 11. Yeah. When was the last time you went to an industry conference? I remember uh, mine. I would say conference. We went to. Yeah, that's different. An event with Santa Chi. Mm -hmm. um, conference would have been like where there's a boatload of people. I mean, a big 2011. 2011? Yeah. You haven't been to one in 10 years? 10 years. Wow. I, I shut them down. And, and they hit me every year. And I would my answer was always the same. That I was forced to do so many of those in the previous life. I'm not doing Never it. doing another one. Because they're worthless. I mean, I mean, to me. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Those who are in the conference industry, I apologize. <laughs> um, um, if you're sending the ones emails that, to the plow, the ones uh, that I went executives to? about coming to your conference, don't send them to Brian. <laughs> Worthless. They all know. They know better than to send them to me. Yeah, I, the last one I went to would have been in probably 2002 or three. I mean, yeah, it was it was NetWorld Interop in the World Congress Center in Atlanta, which I think has been imploded since then. Yeah, look at oh, I lied. Yeah, it's gone. But, no, you lied too. We have both lied. Zintegra. When we met the Zintegra guys and the Incentra guys, we went to Atlanta. You're right. We did. In 2017. 17, 18, 18, something 18. like that. Yeah. And it was actually good. And we it got, was good. I got something out of really it. Good, well, one really Great good partner, partner out of it. Yeah, yeah, with Incentra. Uh, that was a Citrix. Hey, Ronnie, what's up, buddy? Uh, yeah. Jody. That was Jody. for you guys. That was for you guys. That's for you. It was, uh, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're listening. I'm dialed in. They've been waiting for this to drop. They've been waiting. They do like beer after hours. We're kind of content. They, they, they have right. like a little after hours. Yeah, so, um, which cool. by the way, if, you, if you're looking for other podcasts, uh, Incentra has an after hours yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, Microsoft is one of the greatest companies in the world that is also maybe one of the worst uh, communicating companies in the world when it comes to <clears throat> easily sharing information for you to, to know what's going on that they're doing. 
And so, in fact, I stumbled across this recently, and I was just curious to get y'all's thoughts on it. Apparently, Microsoft has a partnership with a cybersecurity insurance company called At Bay. This was publicly announced. Somehow we all missed it as a partner. Where if you're a 365 customer, you can get a discount on cybersecurity insurance from these guys. Which I think is actually a very good idea. What's cyber liability insurance? Well, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, but Or you feel free to no, talk no. about it if you want. But basically it's insurance in case you experience <clears throat> some sort of hack. Right. Or ransomware attack. So as so long a as real, you have an O365 subscription, you're entitled to you can get a this, this discounted discount offering. Insurance. That's correct. This is the kind of stuff that I think is more relevant than the latest Xbox update. But they spend lots of money letting you know about and, that. And I, I mean, I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. I, I literally I found it by accident. Yeah. And, yeah. and you guys both, from the dumb looks on your face, didn't know either. <laughs> that's so, just my normal, that's my resting look. <laughs> that's how I wake up. Yeah. That's yeah. And go to sleep. That's your RBF. Yeah. That's my resting dumb face. That's why I've got the glasses on. Mm -hmm. I was just curious. I mean, as we do, we do we think that is something. I mean, do you think we're going to see more of stuff like that? Yeah, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that kind of stuff. I, yeah. I think that uh, you know Microsoft's pretty clever. I'm not a big fan of them. Haven't been for many years and have become that's a good one. Point about it. That's, well, that's my that's point is point I've become Microsoft, one because we're sorry. <laughs> well, they don't seem to have a plan, but clearly Clever's views do not represent the views <laughs> of Pile. They, they clearly have a good plan, or they accidentally stumble upon something that no, looked like it. That's what I mean. Like, this is a great idea. I they just, just don't tell not anybody. telling anybody. They don't the tell anybody. You know, um, you know they, they, they've really put together some phenomenal things. I mean, when they acquired, uh, what's the code repository? I, I can't believe it. Did he I say could. code suppository? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I mean... That's a whole other. It's a whole other business. I mean, flinch. But the, the the point is, is they're doing some pretty innovative stuff. They just no, don't for tell sure. anybody about for it. Sure. No, um, we, I mean, obviously, we sell Microsoft products here. We yeah. believe in Microsoft you as, a, as in, in a lot of ways. <clears throat> I was mainly making a comment about you are using you know a comment about their struggles in communicating, and then using that as well. What is that really? We, I think this is something we're going to see yeah. more of. And so I wanted to circle back to something that we got. I think we sort of at least indirectly were, were talking about with around industry conferences and that's you guys were saying you don't like going to them lots of people like going to them maybe not for the conference but there are people who actually sure. go to conferences and get something out of them i think that speaks to a certain type of of person right and so let's focus on someone who might be a buyer of technology not you're going to see what the competition is doing or you're trying to find you know you want to see about new trends or whatever it might be right you're a you're an IT manager or, or a, you know, VP or something, and you're trying to, you need to buy something, right? And so you're like, well, I'm going to go to the whatever conference because maybe I'll see something that I want to buy. Mm -hmm. um, so it got me thinking about buyer types. And if you remember, we talked some about this yeah. before, Brian, not, not on the podcast, just in general. And I'm interested to know, as you think about buyer types, you've both been in selling, you know, have been in sales roles previously and still are, obviously, at, at running the company. How do you think about buyer types, and do you think about that actively when you're trying to talk to, you know, a potential customer? I certainly do. Um, really, it's more of a personality type. You've got amiable folks, expressive folks. You've got, uh, you know, analytical folks, and so you. I think, I think as a seller, if you just you walk into the market, is that one too? Well, that's that's an interesting byproduct of different personality type. But yeah, the. Um, if you go out into the market to try to sell one, well, I don't like that idea. I like the idea of helping somebody buy. That's we talk about that a lot around yeah. here. But the, but there's a lot of selling. There's a lot of selling, yeah. and and uh, I, I think that 
presupposing that, like, if you go, for example, up to someone who's analytical and you try to hit them with a bunch of soft, fluffy BS, they're gonna, you, you're going to drive them crazy. You, and, and you don't want to make the decision for them. You want to say, like, here's all the facts. Here's everything you need. Call me if you figured it out. Like, that's the wrong guy or gal. To but you want to help. You want to give them information give that them they information. can analyze. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. And, and, you know, some people are, you know, if they're, they're expressive, they just want to talk about all the options. They, you know, at the end of the day, they may even want you to make the decision for them, but they want to, they, they want to right. feel out through all this. So, so my, for my, my approach is usually around what, what is the personality type of that buyer so that we can really cut the shit and get to the point with them a right. little faster, right? Um, but, yeah, I, you know, if you want to pick on buyer types, I mean, there's there's a lot of horror stories I've got about folks that, that, frankly, I think in most cases, I can rarely recall a situation where I sold somebody something where I was annoyed with them as the buyer type. I usually just walked away before. I was like, I'm done. Well, it, like, it usually doesn't. I don't, think, I don't think it works either, right? I mean, I think at the end of the day, any... I'm never going to Any do traditional well selling and buying so. experience has some relational aspect to it. I'm not talking about e-commerce going on the web and buying yeah. something, but if there's humans involved, right? And it's hard to buy stuff or sell stuff. I think it's hard to sell stuff to people you don't like. I don't mean like best friends, but there's got to be some common ground. It, if you can't get there, then I don't know. Because trust, I mean, you talk about this all the time. Trust plays into these choices. Absolutely. Whether it's explicit or not. Right? Particularly, I would argue, for the kinds of complex technology stuff that you guys have dealt with and that we're dealing with, right? Because... There's so much that we don't know, and I mean the collective we. Right. Yeah. And as a buyer, it's super scary For sure. that you're going to get hosed if you buy the wrong thing. You, right? You'll find, I think, that, that it, this may be a path of least resistance, but Brian and I historically have tried to, whatever we have to offer, we hopefully is something that that person needs, and so that we're, we're aligning very well with them out of the start. It's, it's really not that different than going to a conference. If the conference is not topically appropriate and or interesting or valuable to you, what are you doing there? Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get in Theoretically, if the conference were in Omaha or Sheboygan, you should still want to go. Right, right. Yeah. It doesn't mean you would go, but you should still want to go That's because right. the information and the, the products, the services, whatever it is, it actually is relevant and matters. Yeah, there's a maturity that I think that exists with most of the buyers that we work with. And, and that maturity is such that they value, they, they understand that, look, if I buy this thing or solution or service or whatever it is, it's probably not going to go exactly to plan. There's going to be some hair on it sooner or later at some point, or there's going to be some ownership experience that takes place three years from now or whatever. So I think that when buyers are leveraging us as their provider, they're thinking a little bit about, do I want to deal with this guy three years from now? I mean, like 100% for me. And, and it works I'm, both ways. You know, when I was a CIO and I bought services from you, I bought them only Really, so only, because, podcast? only because of you guys, because I thought you might wear this. Indirectly, jacket. I don't like this would happen at some point. Indirectly, I, I could feel it. I, I might get to host the podcast. podcast. I mean, really, I mean, honestly, it was ultimately about trust and relationship, and then yeah. secondarily, the solutions of whatever it is you brought to the table, right? And if you think about it, we spend mm -hmm. so much of our time thinking about that sort of, you know, the left brain yeah. stuff, where because you have to. It doesn't mean you shouldn't think about those things, but how do we get better? And as a buyer, how do we? How do buyers get better at sussing out? I mean, we talked about this. Yeah. Do you know your own buyer profile? Do you That's know how question, you right buy? There. And yeah. I think mm -hmm. all of our customers, if you of the three of them that are listening to this, think about how you yeah. buy, right? And 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 get make sure that you're comfortable <laughs> with that and that you like how that's, let's, that's not, doing. let's not provoke them to review and be like, you know, I actually don't like 
I think that's it. That's it. If you don't like podcast, us, then we gotta please talk to us. I feel sure we can make you like us. Yeah, feel a little that's bit like Sally Field for sure. Like, I mean, what, what kind of buyer am I? Yeah, you know. Yeah. I, I think, think it's it, a really good question to ask. And I honestly, I didn't explicitly think about that. When yeah, I was in that sure seat. We we come across a lot of decision makers that are buyers that aren't decision makers. They're influencers, though. And yeah, you, you factor that in as yeah. well, and that gets that's that the, makes it makes it real interesting. Yeah, because then you've got maybe different motivations and incentives and grace it's a lot a lot going on how many people don't think about the type of buyer they are right or even we'll cross it over and say the type of seller they are i think that's a that's a great conversation to, to in the future to outline those buyer types so people can look at it and go i mean that's what this is about really is to is to bring that kind of awareness to things so i want to i want to flip it for a second and and ask you. Hey, you don't get to ask questions. I did, uh, say, yeah, because I'm part of it. There goes the freaking room. There we go. Oh, God. God. So, anarchy. Ryan Hall's taking over as the host. It's anarchy. Crazy. No, in all seriousness, what, as a buyer, what led you to go into a conference? What What were the types of conferences that you went to, and what what made you make the decisions to go where you went? So most of the conferences, so the reason I was surprised, because most of the conferences I've been to, I wasn't a buyer. I was a, I was in the industry. I was a participant, right? So I was basically there to see what other people were doing. So that's a whole different, and I actually think that's about 85% of people yeah. that are at conferences, which is, it mitigates against why you should spend a lot of money as a seller, right? Because all you're really doing is talking to your competition, yeah. right? That's, directly that's or indirectly. Yeah. So that, but, but I did go as a buyer. When I, when I was a CIO, I went to a couple of conferences and I went to learn. Because I was new to the industry, and so I went to a couple of conferences early on, one around online lending and one around the traditional space we were in, and I basically, I mean, I literally, I just went there and just bugged the shit out of people, just asked a bunch of questions. Hey, explain that to me. Tell me how that works. Who uses this? Why? What are the problems you guys are having? So it was just a learning. You got it valuable. Yeah, but but it would have been not, it would have been completely not very useful for most of the people that were there who were trying to sell something because so I wasn't buy. interested in buying anything. Do you think anything. conferences will come back? Do you think that'll happen? Or do you think that people are kind of like, yeah. There's a lot of, in, I think there's a lot of incentives. So let me put it to you this way. Do people, are people still going to like to go to Vegas? Sure. For Forever. Sure. That's never going to change. And so conferences are, it's a good excuse to get people to go oh, somewhere that they want to go, go to Vegas. That they want to go anyway. Bless. And, go buy, and, and there's enough incentives for people to be like, well, I might be able to sell something <laughs> or to somebody. Shit. So I'm going to go. I think yes. <laughs> you can hop a mega bus for 69 cents and get to Vegas. Like, but, but I agree. People are like, ah, I'm, I'm only using that as an example. Not that every conference is in yeah, Vegas, right. but a lot of them but are. Most of them are, right? And, and the reason is because, well, you can come here and learn well, something cool. about SD yeah. WAN, yeah. but then you can also gamble. We've, we've got a list of technology horror stories here, and I thought a few of these were interesting. The, the one that I thought was the most amusing is number one. Um, so the story goes, a plant manager calls me. This is not me. I'm, I'm repeating this story. But a plant manager calls me and says, my laptop won't boot. Uh, so this guy walks him through everything he can think of. And finally, uh, says, hey, look, I'm just going to overnight you a laptop. And as he's hanging up, he says, oh, hey, by, by the way, my desk phone doesn't work either. So at this point, I think you know, our boy was over it. He's like, rather than troubleshoot, he just threw a phone in the box and sent it to him as well. Plugged it all in the next day, it all worked, everything was done, and uh, when the guy told him to ship it all back um, in the same box he'd sent, he did so, and got the, the equipment back, opened it up to re-image the, you know, the laptop and fix the phone, whatever. So it looked like it was covered in paper mache, which makes no sense. So he said he called them and casually asked him, hey, man, what the mm, was uh, all over this gear? 
He said, turns out the sprinkler above his desk burst and doused everything with mashed up ceiling towel and water. Oh, wow. He never bothered <clears> to mention that on the call about why his stuff didn't work. It just was like, it just doesn't work. And so, yeah, I, I think we've all, you know, kind of run, I, I know I have run the people that they don't tell you the, the relevant parts. They just tell you the, the, the net output and like, yeah, I thought that was a pretty interesting one. Um, well, that, I mean, that that is indirectly <clears throat> related to everybody's IT support for their parents, right? Where they call and ask uh, you a, right. a question, you know, and literally it's because they have, I mean, they haven't turned it on. Speaking of the guys that I've issued, hey, can I tell a quick story? Wrong. Like, hey, Brian, Brian Long, <laughs> do, you, do you have any stories? I got two. Yeah, I'd love to hear so, your stories. Um, Go ahead. You know, I'm not the most savvy either. No, no shit. And, 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 and don't pretend to be. I mean, the reason I have a Mac today is because Cameron got so tired of helping me with my computer. He's like, you're, you're getting a Mac. You're getting an F and Mac, dude. Because they built these basically for sixth grade. Because yeah. yeah. I can at least fix it, yeah. you know, if that's the case. Um, so I had a rep. God love him. <laughs> this was, I mean, I guess if we're talking, this is probably 20 years ago at this point. And, um, A, I didn't want him. I, I was I was gifted him and end up, it ended up being great. But um, I was always super early in the office. And it's all of a sudden, like, we turned this into a contest. Like, who could get in the office the earliest? And Tell them for the for color. It wasn't like you were getting there at 7.15. Yeah, it's 5.30 in the morning. I hear him getting over there. He's, he's frustrated. He's sitting like, you know, we're in all in cubes. He's sitting dark. Like two cubes behind me. <laughs> and he's getting pissed. And he's like, God, you can't get this thing to work. By the way, he does was Does he like, know you're there? Is he? Oh, he's he's like, no, he knows I'm there. Yeah. And random crazy story. This, this guy was one of the top 50 chefs in Manhattan. And, and then moved to Nashville for a girl and ended up in clothing, like in the clothing business, oh, yeah. ended up with us somehow. And um, he couldn't turn his computer on. And, I, and, and that's, I mean, I at least got that part. So. Yeah, but this wasn't his first day at the office. <laughs> this was day one. Oh, was day one. Okay. <laughs> and day two. And day three. And day three, I said, I'm not coming over here again to turn on this whatever guy that only knows what I said yeah. at that point in time. So that in the back. Yeah. So going back to parents, you know, he was he was probably I guess he was forty ish or somewhere. Sound like so he did not this. have computers though. If this was Dude. twenty years ago then he never picked up a computer he never saw never. a computer until he was in his thirties. Absolutely yeah. never did. Maybe maybe right at forty. So, so it's the same as like I don't know I don't know if your parents my mom has stopped doing this and I, and I love my mom to death. But for at least 20 years after she got voicemail, voicemail or, or, or machines, you know, recording machines came online. Like a code phone? When, when she called, code if she phone. left a message, she would end every expression with like, it was like the, her voice would go up like a question because she thought <clears throat> someone was going to answer. She'd say, Brian? <clears throat> She'd say, Brian? Um, I was just calling to see uh, if you and Land were maybe going to um, come over for dinner. Um, well, I, I guess you guys aren't there, uh, so like you might jump so, in at any point. Um, <laughs> maybe call me back. Okay, love you, bye. Like she was incredibly uncomfortable with because it, it was she. She did not grow up with that idea yeah. that you could leave a message for somebody. And you think it, we laugh at it because it's funny, but new technologies are hard to adapt if you don't. It's like learning a language. If you don't learn a language by the time you're like eleven or twelve or whatever, it's it. a hell of a lot harder. You can do it. But like that's why people who move here when they're no, 16, you, you can do it. 
Well, anybody can, can do it. Right. My point is, if we picked you up and dropped you in France, you'd learn French. You'd never sound like a French person. Right. You would always have an accent, oh. even if you lived there for forty years. Or Canada. Or Canada. Or Canada. Right. Yeah. So you that's know that's the it, it's it's the same with like digital natives versus non. And our kids, like I'm amazed at our kids. Like they're very comfortable with technology. They don't know shit about technology because the user interface. No, it's automatic. The oh, user yeah. interface is so good now; they don't have a clue Listen, how I mean, that thing like actually turn works. Turn TV, man. They don't know anything about yeah. it. And so, I mean, my Do you daughter, know anything about TV? No, it just worked. Yeah. Okay. Right? I mean, but like they don't. If if something goes wrong, they don't know how to do anything, like to fix it, or like. I don't mean fix it because they're smart. They'll go to Google and you can read the instructions and figure it out. But like Apple Store. how it actually works together, like they don't know what RAM is or, or ROM. Well, the answer or, is it's yeah. broke and you stare at it. Yeah, yeah. they don't, what they they don't do. get it because they haven't had to. They, didn't, they never needed to. It's As a matter of fact, if you experience. get any of our younger technicians here, younger engineers, that's what they do. They just look at it. Like they just look at it to see if it'll fix itself. They just <laughs> it <coughs> Is it working? No. All right, I'm going to read, 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 read our, One more. Let me give you a, yeah, uh, you I was going to give a horror story. This is real. So there's a logistics company here in town. A band camp? Yeah, just once. <laughs> One time. And, uh, and they were having, they needed what has become HA, right? This day. Hard High availability. High availability, sorry. So we build out a new ring for them, a new sonnet ring, a new <clears throat> network, essentially. A little, fitty, a little yeah. fiber digital data interface. And give them. 50 cent? 50 cent. Give them full redundancy. Diverse paths. I mean, it's legit, right? Built. <clears throat> a lot of money. They're writing big checks. They feel good about it because they'd had a couple of outages that were very, you know, were extremely revenue impacting. And I get a call one night, like two o'clock in the morning, and they're down. And I'm like, holy shit. Like what? I mean, is Nashville still here? Yeah, like, how did that happen? What has happened? It's not supposed to happen. I mean, southern routes, northern routes, no poles cross, no central office, the whole nine yards. And we get out there, and it's everybody in there. And you know, our go-to person is the VP of IT at that point in time. She's been there for a long time. She was somewhat notorious for hammering a vendor. <clears throat> and but we went in there with our tail between. I mean, we're, we don't. At that point, we didn't know what had happened, right? We just knew the ring failed, and we didn't know why. We end up realizing that the ring failed because we never turned on the electronics on the other side. <laughs> so while our contact, this happens like in the yeah. meeting, <clears throat> it comes to, it comes to fruition, and I mean no. Hey, let's take a time out and reconvene and figure out how we're going to deliver this message. It just comes out from a technician that oh, well, yeah, there's well. no electronics. Like the electronics have never been turned on. It's like an OC12. Like it's a big freaking deal. Yeah. And we start getting lit into, and the CIO from the company then lights back into her. Actually, two females lights back into her and says, "Where was the test and turnout? Like where was our testing? When have we been doing DR planning and DR testing?" Like literally, this ring was built. Thousands and thousands of dollars were spent. Electronics are in place and not turned up. Nobody tested it. So the fiber cut that takes place should have been self-healing, reroute. Everybody's good. Nobody cares. Yellow alarm. Let's get it fixed. We're okay. Dead in the water for like 
a day. And they're writing a check for, 30, at that point, probably $30,000 a month for just that hey, side. Yeah, oh, wow. my God. It, it happens, though. You want to talk about sitting in a meeting and going, I cannot believe like this is happening right here. Like how? It's always the dumb. Things. How are we here? That's, that's how the Facebook guys were feeling. Guys and gals were feeling. That was the so little uh, on Monday. You know. That's a horse. That's kind of the worst. Happened. Yeah. Worst I've ever felt in a in a customer meeting directly. I mean, we, uh, we we dealt with billing issues and things like that, but rarely was there. A, oh, we didn't turn the electronics up. That we spent dumb. thousands of dollars on. It's always something dumb. God. Almost always. Uh, and uh, as far as the technology horror stories, this, this is a funny one mainly because it has a personal relevance, and, I, and I, I'll, I'll pick on my daughter a little bit just because it's, it fits right in. Um, it's called the GPS made me do it um, because it's come so ubiquitous. We often put our blind trust in smart technology. Very true, right? Can you remember the last time you saw someone with an actual folding paper map? Nope. Well, tell me more. Now we take our orders from GPS: turn left here, make a U-turn, continue straight. It's that last command that sank a Massachusetts man. Literally, and he's not the only one. More and more people have let the apparent omniscience of the GPS override their gut instincts and common sense right into a river, ocean, or lake. <clears throat> Pretty much every body of water imaginable. Sometimes these mistakes are funny or even puzzling, like the woman who drove 900 miles instead of 90, but occasionally trusting the GPS can prove to be lethal. Unshakable faith in the navigation system has even given rise to a new defense in court. The GPS made me do it. The question is, what would GPS made you do? And so, the story of my daughter, she didn't drive in any bodies of water, thank goodness, but we lived, when we were living in Nashville, we lived on the west side of town, and she was babysitting for someone in Franklin. And so, you know, you go to, basically you get on 440 and go 65 south, and you're Franklin, right? Well, she puts into her little GPS, I'm going to Franklin, gets in the car, takes off, hits 440, gets on the interstate, and... At some point, she realizes like it's taken a lot longer. Doesn't feel right. It's taken a lot longer <clears throat> to get it because she's been there before. She, the, 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 she's she's been to Franklin before. It's not like she's never yeah. been there. It's taken a long time to get there, and so she calls me and says, I, "Dad, I, I don't I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm in I'm almost to, I'm almost to Clarksville, and I, I, I don't, I'm not to Franklin yet." And I said. Uh, why the hell are you going to Clarksville? That's the wrong direction. She's like, I, I don't know. The GPS told me to go to Franklin. It's like, oh, it's Franklin, Kentucky. Kentucky. Oops. <laughs> she was about 45 minutes yeah. for a babysitting. That'll do it. Yep. Franklin, Kentucky, you know. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up. I started this thing, I don't know, accidentally a couple episodes ago. We're going to keep doing it. It's lightning round of questions. Um, so uh, today's round, we're going to do a little game of 20 questions, although... It's not 20 questions, Brian, so I'm sorry that it's going to offend your sensibilities. But 20 questions is Halloween. Questions is and really it's a Halloween happen. version because this is, this is kind of, you know, we're sort yeah. of taking a little bit of Halloween approach here. But it's Halloween version sort of because they don't all have anything. <laughs> 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 they don't have all, everything to do with Halloween. Like oh, <laughs> let's, let's step to it. Um, what is the best scary movie of all time? Dude, I'm going to tell you, there's, it's without question, it's Halloween 1. Okay. Halloween it's, one it's is strong. It's, is, you're not going to get a lot best. of argument from most people. Yeah. You're not going to get any color out of me on that. I agree. And, and then the second best is Halloween two, because <laughs> they're both frightening, crazy. The, the scariest ha- horror movie. It's not the. It, remember, I said best scary movie. I didn't say best Halloween horror movie. It scared me. Have you ever watched The Omen? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Now, 
I'm from the South, which means I went to church when yeah. I was a kid because everybody I knew went to that's church. What that's what you did means. if you lived in the South. South. And so if you, the omen is about a little kid who is born who is the son of the, he's got the mark of the beast. He's mm. the devil. That's scary. His All name right. is Damien. And that shit is, it scared the living crap. I swear also, I was going yeah, there too. That, <clears throat> also creepy. Now that one hasn't stood the test of time. Too, well, if, you watch it, <laughs> if you watch it now, it's, it doesn't look that yeah. good. Um, Dude, that movie scared me to death too. But the omen, this little kid, kid that they found to be Damien is the scariest looking little guy you've ever seen. So do yourself a favor if you want to get the no, scared of you. Go watch that. Now, he's actually the head of IT procurement at <laughs> a local organization. <laughs> <and> the, <laughs> anyway, let's... Let's go to something maybe more fun. Crappiest Halloween candy. Candy corn. Absolutely. I, I, 100%. There are people that like that stuff. I don't I don't hate it. Emily Starnes, our producer, you like it? likes candy I corn. I don't hate it. Licorice. Oh, yeah, it's right Just there. Plain the, old the black licorice. jelly beans. Especially black. And the licorice. Oh, <laughs> that stuff is bad. It's awful. Well, but the worst is when you go trick-or-treating and they gave you, like, Healthy stuff. Oh yeah. The people that like oh, you know what I mean. Apple. The, oh, what, you can't do that on. now because people put razor blades. Well, I know, but it? like uh, they could back in the day. What I think is worse than the the candy corn actually are those orange and black wax paper like peanut butter. They're terrible things. And they like, stick. They pull yeah, your yeah, freaking yeah, teeth yeah, apart. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah they're, they're terrible. Like, they used to get the little. I remember there was a little bit of honey things. I like bit of. I like bit of honey, but it does the same thing. Yeah, it's there's some of those though. It's an upscale version of that crap. The same thing you're talking about in the wax paper. They had like some great. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Um, did you guys ever roll anybody's house when you during Come the Come on, man. Really? Yeah. Is that one of your questions? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, my absolutely. God. Halloween? Like, it didn't take Halloween I don't know to do that. that. I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Uh, right? Yeah, it, so is. it is. It is. Well, you live in Kingston Springs. That doesn't count. They don't it's, do it out there. Oh, okay. It's too far to go. No matter come out there. That's true. Yeah, you got to be committed to go to Kingston Springs. We've had a couple come out to the house, and we've lit them up with bottle rockets as a part of it, and it's been a lot of fun. We had a... Toilet paper in somebody's house. We had a, a, a little tiff going back and forth with the guy, and we decided that the group of us that had had our houses rolled, that we would really just kind of let it mellow for about a month. And this leading up to Halloween, and we took toilet paper from the school, from we, you name it. But it ended up being a pickup truckload. There was over two hundred rolls. Oh, yeah. We nailed this guy's house. You couldn't see the house from the street. <laughs> I've got pictures. I'll show you guys. Maybe you can post them on the site. It is phenomenal. Like you couldn't see anything. In my neighborhood in, in North Carolina, this was only this was about ten years ago. ago. About ten years ago, um, some kids rolled a friend of ours' house. It was around Halloween, and their son, this kid named Mason, he played little kid football for a great kid, hilarious kid. He was sure that he knew who did it, and he told his dad. Um, because there was a beer can that was laying in the yard. It was a Mick Ultra can. I mean, of the 40 friends that drank Mick Ultra, this was like peak Mick Ultra time. Like, you know, just come out, it's a big deal, the little skinny cans. Yeah, yeah. One, of, one of our dad friends um, drank Mick Ultras, like a lot of people did, but mm -hmm. we used to play volleyball together. And so I guess Mason had seen Mike drink Mick Ultras. And so he, he, said, he said, Dad, Dad, I know who did it. I know who did it. It was it was Mr. Buddy, cause he you know he was drinking one of those Mickle Bobs. <laughs> Mickle Bobs. And so we, <clears throat> Mike's nickname for the next forever he is oh, sure. Mickle Bob. His fa fantasy football nickname to this day is Mickle. That's great, eh? That's so, awesome. So it's Mickle Bob. All right. Well, on that note, we will close it up. Everybody want to say bye? It's bye. been wonderful being here. Happy Halloween. Mm -hmm. I appreciate no. the folks listening to this. I hope you find something out of it. Yeah. I would say um, any. 
any ideas you've got, we'd, we'd love to hear them. I mean, this is for sure for us. I mean, for you. All right, bye. See y'all. Deuces. Cut the Shit is brought to you by Plow Networks and is produced by Talia Domenico and Emily Starnes. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, we'd be most grateful if you would share it with others who you think might be interested in hearing a somewhat irreverent take on the arcane world of IT. If you aren't enjoying it, well, why are you listening? You can find links to this podcast on our website at plow.net, on our YouTube and Instagram feeds, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, LinkedIn, and probably a bunch of other places too. Or as my kids like to say, just Google that shit. You'll find it for sure. Take care and have a great day.